0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to the next guest on the Swim for Tribe podcast and a, a little bit of a theme um, or a new theme, I should say. I really wanted to make this a little bit more uh, applicable and usable and helpful to to our swimmers. So uh, a new idea of inviting guest coaches each week and to help your particular swimming topics things you're struggling with so i've got georgie on the line um who i've known of for quite a few years from her coaching and her coaching group and then it turns out that we're um uh we've got sort of sort of family friends in contact and we bumped into each other at a family get together not so long ago which is quite amusing and very boring for everyone else as we started talking about triathlon georgie welcome <laughs> um can you tell us a little bit about your your, your background and your coaching and, and what, you know, a little bit of philosophy, perhaps? And then we'll launch into Bill's question um, for those that haven't seen any social media. It's about leg kick tonight. And I'll read it out in a moment after you perhaps introduce yourself. How's that?
1: Brilliant. Thanks. Yeah, thanks very much, Dan. And hi to everyone. Um, quick intro about myself. Um, I think I got it. Well, Always been active um, and swam at a swimming club age from the sort of age of eight to 11 competitively. Then uh, picked up swimming again when I was at the University of Bath and got into triathlon. And then swimming very much became triathlon swimming, I'd say. Um, and then that's it. I became a competitive age group triathlete throughout my 20s and progressed on to become a professional triathlete for a few years. Um, and, and now, yeah, I'm, uh, with my sister, we run a multi sport coaching and events company called Long Run Collective. And that brings together everything we've learned over our decades in sport. And it doesn't really, our company and our coaching philosophy is really based around um, sport for life. We're in it. Long Run Collective isn't about going for long runs, it's about in it for the long run. We really value our health, our mindset, and our around living a Just an all-encompassing life. I mean, the the magic word balance is is what we strive for with our our athletes. We want people to enjoy their sports, but also not neglect other areas in their life. And I think we've learned the hard way, and we want to make sure people enjoy their swimming and their cycling and their running, but they've also got a home life and a balanced work life. So that's where our philosophy is in a nutshell.
0: I I think that's really nice because um, there's some coaches that get uh, accused of, you know, winning at all costs getting the most out of their athletes and you know there's a few anomalies within the world of swimming that you know technique wise aren't for everyone but they can bring some short-term gains and but the the cost longer term could be quite high so you know people's health people's well-being is clearly at the forefront for you guys
1: that's it that really is and Susie and I um we've both been in sport a long time we've both competed at the top end so we've seen and worked with a lot of fantastic coaches internationally who've pushed our bodies to the top end but we've also had the opportunity to study and learn a lot from other areas that such as my sister's qualified yoga teacher I've studied a lot in sports psychology and mindfulness and and that sort of holistic way of looking at our body semantics and and just sort of as we age we have to change how we approach our health and um, we can still go to do these great open water swimming events or triathlon events, but we have to adapt how we train to achieve the same goals So we can't, you know, so I think I'm always fascinated to learn and how we evolve as humans and I think, yeah, it's great to be able to share that with other people because we have clients like yourself who are, you know, younger and older and we have to realize that our bodies change and need different things.
0: Amazing, amazing. Well, I'm going to, you know, as this gets, as this gets um, published, I will add links to your website and social media and so on. So if people want to get in touch, um, that will be uh, an easy way to do that. And, and I do enjoy your social media. It's very much about, you know, uh, health, being aware, being well, you know, wellness, uh, sustainability, you know, the trips you make, you're, you're very aware of carbon offsetting and so on. Um, I mean, you really take it to the next level, don't you?
1: We're trying our best. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I, I think a I think lot of people out there, that's all we can do, isn't it? We can't change the governments and the politics around us, but we can control our own actions and look after those around us. And um, I think that's what we strive for. And we, you know, we don't preach, but we just try to do our best. Lovely, lovely. Well, uh,
0: um, we put this out last week that you were going to be talking to me, and um, the first person to get back to me with uh, a topic was Bill. Bill Day, he uh, swims with us at the lake on a Saturday morning. And something interesting I tried for the first time was to create a little gantry at our lake. And uh, I filmed the swimmers literally from an aerial view going underneath the camera. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the idea of just you know, faster way of swimming is to really maintain your streamline, and the percentage of people kicking too big with ankles tight—I mean, it's up there on YouTube if anyone's interested—and um, I think perhaps wetsuits might help exaggerate, you know, that sense of strength and ability that you've got. But the the the, the size of the leg kicks were, were huge, and I'm not singling wow. Bill out by any means but it may be that he saw this not so long ago and, and brought this to my attention so his question was um i have developed a reasonable two beat kick because i like to swim long distance and i'm now faster without a pull boy for the first time in a while uh, i think that's quite a good metric actually just to interrupt my uh, myself um you know if you can pull faster than you can swim there's something you could be doing to improve your kick f- straight off um but anyway uh, I can literally go backwards if I do legs only. Uh, it's not for lack of effort. I've worked on improving generally uh, with some um, some swimming lessons uh, and I've tried hip driven styles and various other things um, and maybe not even using a kickboard as it messes up your balance and streamlining
1: and so on. Um, any thoughts on that? <laughs> so many thoughts um it's a fantastic question and i think
0: so many 30, 30 minutes may not be enough for this whole... no no
1: so many <laughs> reactions to that i mean first up first up, i think it's like always really important to yes yeah, swimming is a full body movement um for for triathlon for open water swimming for swimming um so we should never neglect the area of our of our legs and i think it's important to to train them i think the question i had back to to was you know that I think what I learned as I became more and more competitive with triathlon was the importance of my land work to then go into the into the water. And as you said there about the kicking and the stiff ankles and the, the the what could he do to stop the leg sinking? Um I suffer from that also. Actually, I'm I went through a phase where I was similar. I was faster with a pool boy than I was without, and I felt as though I was going backwards almost. With I felt weak because I was doing perhaps so much running and cycling and. My legs just weren't st- almost strong enough to propel me through the water. So I did lots of land work to work on my glutes and my like, thighs, and my hamstrings and my ankle mobility. And I could run now in the water. I don't have a st- big kick, but I'm so stable throughout my core, my glutes. I can feel my glutes firing me and getting that two-beat kick. So my sort of initial response to how could he improve that thinking i mean i don't know if this is something you you I mean you've done this yourself Then i'm sure in all your camps is like land work activation work you know it doesn't have to be heavy lifting weights but activation work for your ah, glutes
0: it's a great word yeah to to know which muscle groups to fire to create the right movements
1: that's it because i mean and again it poses my question back as well was i mean there's so much you'd want to learn about this summer but what race distance are they doing it for? It's long distance swimming. So you want to be as efficient as possible. Right? You're not doing it for propulsion. Like, for example, if you were to look at the Olympic triathletes, they're racing 1,500 meters flat out, and they're really using their legs, aren't they, to propel them through the water. I suppose with long distance... Yeah,
0: absolutely, and, and I think that's a great thing to look at. You, you mentioned, um, you know, your kick not being used for propulsion. I think that's sort of outside of the elite arena. That, that's, that's absolutely something to keep in mind. Um, it's more about balance, helping your rotation. Um, but for anybody that still thinks, you know, the legs aren't used or they should be saved for the bike, there they needs to be... I like to, I like to fix the leg kick early because they can do so much damage because it's all happening behind you it's so easy to get it so entirely wrong and when we film people are absolutely gobsmacked when they see their own leg kick and, and the size of the movement the scale right. of their kick um it's a real eye-opener um but you so i think you hit the nail on the head there not about propulsion but definitely balance definitely of av- you know avoiding all of the negatives that can come from a bad leg kick
1: that's it yeah and I suppose again it's that other other areas that impact the kick I think you know if you people want to say people want to know how do I fix my kick then what's the magic formula do I just do lots and lots of reps kicking and I think there's you've got to remember it's a full body movement so you've you've said there straight away that video feedback so helpful isn't it straight away for if you're listening to this and you want to help yourself at home you know get someone to video to see what you're actually doing and then look at what your your hips are doing and are they sinking and what your ankles glutes and you know that that all that leg movement doing are you bending your knees or are you you know yeah you, but then i don't what do you what are your thoughts around the breathing and the it, people holding their breath and how that in, impacts their kick
0: well uh, I wrote a paper um, on uh, breathing and it sort of started with uh, my frustrations at listening to other teachers or, and coaches on pool deck, um, you know, asking their swimmers to relax. And, and it's very hard to relax until your technique is at a certain level. And yeah, bre- yeah. breathing, you know, until the technique is at a certain level, um, you know, swimming is the tough one, isn't it? Because you're being dictated to as to when you can get your breath in you know, it's not like being on land and biking, running, and it's all under your control. Until you really get to grips with your swim technique, and obviously that needs refinement, it needs lessons, that needs air, lots of different areas to work on. Um, but until you can get the technique to a certain level, it's very hard to relax, and so breathing does come into it quite a lot. And the, and and the leg kick is demanding. You know, those are some big muscle groups yeah, down yeah. there. And, and we know they're not very efficient. If the ankle isn't loose, uh, doesn't have any flexibility, and the toes point down, that's an awful lot of extra surface area being hit by the, the oncoming water. And down they go. If, you're, if your hamstrings are working hard, like they would running, cycling, for instance, and you are almost pedaling in the water, again, you're pushing water up. Which will sink the legs down. So we—it's great that you hit the nail on the head with dry land to start with. We—we've sort of stolen the, um, the the Pilates swimmer movement, and we yeah. warm up with that on dry land. We sort of—you can still kind of do it if you—if we drop one leg off of a stair, you know, if there's a step. Oh, on yeah, a stair, yeah, yeah. Just drop one leg off, and then it's quite easy to see when you're—you know—you can just look down, sweep the leg backwards and forwards. Try to keep it hidden behind the profile of the body point the toes down. um, That's a great starting point. And we even developed a a drill called the glute kick, which um, I don't know if you've seen, but literally hands on glutes, legs only. So you can feel the glute firing rather than, you know, and and if you're kicking from the knee, the hamstrings will be doing the work and the glutes will be soft. And I think that's quite helpful. I'll add the link to that. And and if anybody is struggling, that might not be a bad place to start.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that definitely came, that was my sort of strongest sort of feedback to, to everybody listening who wants to improve their kick. I suppose it's like, don't panic about when you're in the pool so much what you're doing. Think about your mobility out of the water and then your strength. And again, it's not going and lifting lots of heavy weights. It's about, yeah, as we said there, that the mobility in your ankles, so you can easily do that from home with some gentle stretching. You know, in the evenings or foam roll, you, you massage your feet just to get that, get the mobile. And loose. I, you know, I, this is what things I learned as I got, you know, more and more serious about my competitive swimming. But it, it doesn't half help. And then the activation work. You know, there's plenty of videos out there now of what the pros do for warming. I mean, Lucy Charles is a great example because she's got such a strong YouTube channel, but she's got a ten minute pre swim warm-up and it's core activation glute activation quite straightforward but it shows you that they do it and they do it for a reason
0: excellent excellent and what if um i mean here's the thing isn't it people swim so much with their pool boys um because the legs sink so it's sort of you know, how do I make that breakthrough? Where do I get the confidence to try this? You know, in the water, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about taking a step back by slowing down by doing less without the pull boy being slower, maybe dropping down a lane. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. To, to make I, this work. I mean, surely we've got to focus on the longer term gains.
1: I, I fully agree with that. I mean, it's really tricky, isn't it? Because again, I'm hands up completely guilty of this I did a lot (laughs) I did a lot of pull and paddle work I was out in America for a time working with a pro tri uh coach and a squad as I was trying to progress my pro career and their swim squads were dominant with paddles and pull and band work and you know really strengthening up my upper body because I'm but I did you do have to get those legs moving. But I, what I had to do is I, I pretty much exactly what you said. That I had to appreciate the art of slowing down to go faster without my pull boy and paddles. So, you know, I was, I was slower, but when, and, and I did have to just calm, calm my mind down, work on activating the muscles, thinking about my muscles working, what am I doing? But then I did come back to the breathing because I realized also that I held my breath because wow. I was so busy concentrating. And I wasn't exhaling under the water. So I think when I realized about letting the air out, bubbles, relax, glutes, and I had some little, I would have some cues in my head of what I was going to say to myself on those certain sets. So if I was doing a 400 meters, no toys allowed, <laughs> I would get my head into the place. What am I going to say to myself? I'm going to breathe. I'm going to exhale. So I'm not in inhale. It's all about the exhale, right? Get that lactic acid out. Think. What am I doing? Am my core engaged? My glutes engaged? Are my feet nice and relaxed? Am I re- And again, come back to that word, relaxed. But you've got to have some things that help you in swimming because you are by yourself to help you.
0: I I don't know whether you'll agree with this, but basically, um, the leg kick will not be propulsive for everyone. Not everyone has a big enough foot, a pad, big enough paddle, the mobility, of the ankle. Um, what. To go back to Bill's first point, um, if he tries to kick with a float, he literally goes backwards. Now, on, on training camps, I can, I can recreate this with a float, and it's kind of like a little party trick. But it's basically if you kick hard enough with your knee so your calf is sending water back up towards your backside, yeah. um, you know, you will go backwards. You will sink the legs very low. If you add to that, you know, a tight 90-degree angle at the ankle, you know, they'll go to the bottom pretty quickly. Now, if you can straighten them, you may not necessarily go forwards, but at the least you won't go backwards. Um, and, 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 yeah. and I think that's important because, you know, whether you're in a wetsuit or not, that's obviously uh, maybe another discussion for another time. But as long as you're not going backwards, you may not go forwards particularly fast. I doubt you could beat most um eight-year-olds at a swimming club that have the flexibility <laughs> yeah. Over, yeah. over one length kick because they've got they they a swimmer at a swimming club swims for maximum
1: swim speed we don't really need that do we that's it no we don't again it's going back to that what are we training for bill's training for long distance swimming so i would say to you know bill with the kickboard as you said there check in on what you're doing with that form and and think about your hip mobility through to your you know, thighs and your foot and your glutes. So think about that. It's like it's a full movement, isn't it? And as you say, slow it down to almost go faster. So he's perhaps trying too hard almost with that kick. I mean, if if you
0: think about the mechanics, a perfectly straight leg moved a couple of millimetres at the hip um, from sort of hip to toes is perfectly aligned, nice and straight. If you just lift that up and down a few millimetres, you won't get the propulsion. Where propulsion comes from is you know a whipping action and the sort of the toes will roll back and they'll whip through and if you look at a swimmer's shins they're quite muscular as they're sort of whipping the foot up and down
1: oh Uh, yeah yeah yeah.
0: so so in some respects you may not want to be a great kicker because that may upset your ankle strength for your running perhaps so I think for Bill don't panic too much He, he goes on to say um I'd like to be able to do it though, so as not to look too lazy at club
1: sessions. (laughs) I've um... been there, Bill, don't worry. I'm always (laughs) the one that just quietly sits at the back when it comes to a kick set. (laughs) Yeah, um, and we all have our strengths.
0: As a a former swimmer, I was not particularly, I I had a a strong kick for for a distance guy, um, but I wasn't that strong. I had a very, I got long arms, a slow turnover, and I couldn't pull very well. And I was always embarrassed about my pulling. But, you know, together they worked fairly well. But I think, you know, for long distance triathlon swimming, you know, you don't have to be propulsive. You don't have to be able to do one length fast kick with a kickboard. But what you do want is, you know, the ability to not sink the legs, to not go backwards at the very least. Because then if the legs are held in a nice streamlined position, they may not contribute much.
1: No, they're, yeah, they're
0: not going to hinder you and suck a load of energy and air out of the system, which you will need for everything else.
1: That's it. That's exactly it. it's about it's the art of efficiency, isn't it? Because you know, it's a lot, if, you, if we're talking about long distance swimming as part of a long distance triathlon event, you're going on to have your legs are going to be doing all all the work definitely for the the next two parts. So, you know, you don't necessarily need to be going kicking hard, but you just need to be getting that oxygen in keeping the lactic acid low and, and has been as sort of a, as efficient with your stroke. So when you get out of that water, you're, you're not collapsing to the deck because your legs have had no oxygen into them or you've, you know, you've overworked them and you've, you've not put any, uh, it's that yeah, it's such a fine balance, but I, I'd say if, if you're training now over the winter, it's the perfect time just to have, there's no pressure on you, got no races coming up perhaps. So you can slow down to go faster and, and take that time to, to do some little land, look at the land work examples of the pro swimmers, the pro triathletes, and and practice it because you've got you know perhaps one session a week focusing purely on just slowing down to to activate the muscles and feel what your body's doing. I think.
0: Uh... If you, I, I'm going to introduce a couple of points I like to think about when I'm um, coaching or, and swimming, um, perhaps you can, might want to contribute a couple of others, but so as a, as a halfway progression, here's something that might help in terms of the confidence to do away with your pull boy. Um, remember those old fashioned flat, small flat floats. If you sort of try to swim, not pull, if you try to swim with one of those, there's obviously no curve. There's no sort of pull boy curve shape. If you actually kick with those, but kick too big. Then it will pop out, so that's something that might just give you a fraction of buoyancy, a little bit of um, a little bit of lift that you need to keep the back end up, but that might be helpful um, The other thing I like to think about is actually feeling the, the like the tips of my big toes lightly brushing against each other. Um, if you look at a lot of swimmers, their sort of feet are all, all sort of big and ugly, <laughs> um, but they also sort of roll in a little bit where I think, and again, I've not sort of discovered any sort of research on this, but if you look at enough swimmers, almost two paddles working together as one, more than the sum of the parts, you can get a little bit more out of them. And if you're kicking to a rhythm, tapping the toes, one, two, three, one, they can't be straying too far apart. So those are some of the things I think about to keep my leg kick hidden behind the trunk, which is absolutely essential. And something, if you watch these YouTube, the swim for Try YouTube channel from the lake, you will see very few swimmers, do, uh, triathletes doing.
1: Yeah, and then as you said, it comes back into that. Then as a, um, a chat for another day, but then the wetsuit movements. But um, do you do much work with uh, it's development onto this? But with with fins, or what are your thoughts on fins for kicking?
0: I, I, I like fins. I like fins a lot. Now, a um, mm-hmm. couple of different reasons. I think the extra surface area can help with the mobility of the ankle while you're actually swimming. And, you know, while if you're practicing a movement while you're actually doing the bigger movement, surely that's a, a fantastic thing. Um, they'll give you that confidence to um, do away with the pull boy. Yes. Uh, I, th- I think, granted, there's a the time and a place. If you, you know, on a Sunday night at our putney session, you know, not everybody likes to put them on having biked or run hard in the morning and the, the calves can be twinging and cramping a little bit there's a time and a place but you know i think they're wonderful and and a lot of swimmers now are are working almost like an overspeed thing with fins and paddles which i think is a wonderful combination yeah Um, yeah to to sort of you know get sit higher in the water feel what the benefits of a wetsuit might be um but together it's a really nice combination
1: that's it definitely i i agree i agree that i think some kick drills perhaps with the fins rather than just isolating it with a, a kick afloat or something. As you said, that just teaches you different feelings and, and, and sensations with how you're feeling in the water. Yeah.
0: We, we do a lot of our drills with fins. And again, a lot of people, you know, drills get a, a good and bad press at the moment. Um, you know, I, I don't want to be too controversial. I obviously make a living out of people doing drills. Um, you know, so, but again, year after year, I still, uh, you know, you cannot fast track if you want to be if you want to have a healthy, well-balanced, long term swimming stroke. You kind of fast track it with pull boy, with big paddles and think you're getting swim fit. But I wonder what the long term problems with that might be, uh, unless your technique, you know, to me, good swim technique is healthy. It is using the right muscles to make the right movements. Um, I think that's all important.
1: It, it is. But then, as you said, right at the start, you know, if you've got people coming to you who have never swam and they start swimming in their 40s or the 50s and their bodies change and develop. We have to also, we can't look at videos of pro swimmers or pro athletes and want to, we, we all move in our own unique ways. And sometimes you really can't pick yourself apart too much. You have to uh, just enjoy how you move and work with what you can, and have a, map, a little bit like run form and technique, right? You can sort of, you can strengthen the muscles and the, your flow, but sometimes overcorrecting things can be a bit of a curse as well. Yeah, we, again, I think,
0: you know, um, open water is a, is a chaotic environment. It's not clinical like the pool is with the black lines and the lane ropes. Um, you know, you need to be adaptable. You need to be able to modify the stroke. So there isn't a perfect swim stroke. E, you know, even you know biking to a degree the handlebars and the pedals sort of tell you what the arms and the legs can really do swimming we've got a lot more movement and i think depending on conditions you know being adaptable being able to modify tweak your your technique is is really important for that um and people should keep that in mind you know there isn't a perfect technique but even you know being aware of the conditions and the environment so you can adapt to the best of it is is a is going to be a a really good vantage point to get the best out of a swim
1: definitely i I mean i mean on that note i mean i know our time is running out but i think um my final sort of thoughts with regards that sort of how do i fix my kick or you know i think every bill and we is yeah that concern about your sinking legs as firstly say don't be yeah as you said don't be concerned so much perhaps but look at your your whole body pattern and and and, you know, have you got strong, a, a stronger hips? Could you make your hips and glutes stronger to help with that sinking legs? Um, and, you know, don't forget your front end. If you're so focused on your kicking, what's your catch doing? And you're you know, holding, your, you're sta- stabilizing in the body. But I, that would be my sort of thoughts. Don't, don't focus so much just on your kick.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, um... I think bottom line, bottom line, I know we're about to wrap up. You've got to get poolside and I'm actually poolside um, to get ready. But, you know, the bottom line is work on the legs. You know, don't be stressed if you're not particularly propulsive because that's there's many reasons for that. But obviously, if you are faster with a pool boy, you could be, you know, you could address some serious problems there and go faster. Um, Definitely,
1: definitely.
0: if If you... If you are working to the nth degree on your catch, and I know the mystical catch is all what swimmers really think about, but there's no point having the longest, strongest, deepest, most perfect aligned catch if you've got sort of a leg kick, you know, behind you causing all sorts of damage. So, you know, coaching is good. Um, Obviously, get somebody and it and it doesn't even have to be a qualified coach if somebody can film you just so you can see the scale of the damage where the movements are happening what's bending what isn't bending um you can kind of figure it out can't you
1: that's it exactly and i think it is the best time of year to do all of that you know no i don't think anybody's gonna have any events coming up so we've got like a good probably block of time hopefully in the pools to to enjoy working on on those areas
0: georgia i'll um we're gonna hold it there um appreciate your time and i'll let you go because i know you've got to got to get get onto poolside um i'll add some links as to where people can find you for more information really worth following georgia and the long run collective on um social media some lovely stuff there i'm gonna sort of um bill i hope this has been helpful and um come back to me pretty soon with any further questions if we didn't address everything but um Don't stress too much about the leg kick and and try not to show off too much at at swim club. Okay.
1: (laughs) Thanks very much, Dan, for having me. And nice to meet you, Bill.
0: (laughs) Appreciate your time. Bye-bye See you guys.
1: Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.